Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Romans chapter 12. I ask you to turn to Romans chapter 12, and I want to start this two-part series tonight that I'm, I'm imploring you that you would lean in and you would listen tonight because it's a series that we're really going to take two weeks and just cast vision, um, not anything new, but uh, title of the series is just See It Again. And my heart tonight is starting with me, but, 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 but for everybody, that we would see freshly the vision that God has given us. Now, let me just say this. The vision God has given us is not our vision. It's God's vision. Like, we're not talking about here's the vision for LYC. No, this is just the vision that God has given Christians. And I want to for two weeks just say, how do, we, how do we see it again? How do we maybe for the first time see it ever? How do we put our eyes back once again on the vision that God has given us, what we should be giving our life to? And so ask you to turn with me to Romans chapter 12. That's where I want to start tonight. And um, I'm reading tonight from the New Living Translation. Uh, that's new for me. Uh, new, get it, new, new living. Um, I normally use the, the NKJV, but I really like the way it said it. I'm going to read verses 12 all the way uh, to verse 8, I think, verse 8 or verse 10, or we're just going to keep reading until we stop. But Paul's writing, and Paul says this, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, I'm begging you, to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Verse 2 says, and don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then, someone say then. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Verse 3, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. So look at your neighbor and just say, he's warning you. I'm, I'm giving you this warning that you do not think you are better than you really are. Do you, you ever met anybody, they think they're better than they really are? Any, anybody you play sports and there's someone on your team or someone maybe that just plays sports at school and they think they're way better than they really are? You know what I'm talking about? He says, don't, don't think you're better than you really are, but be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith that God has given us. Verse four, here, here's where it's gonna get good. Verse four, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function. Let's play a little game tonight. Um, you, you, you can just answer me. Uh, what, what does your ear do? What does your nose do? What do your eyes do? What does your mouth do? Yeah, I said mouth, and I'm like, it does a lot of things, actually. Uh, it talks. Your tongue, it tastes things. Uh, what do your teeth do? Okay, what do your fingers do? Okay, what do your toes do? What does your belly button do? Absolutely nothing. Um, the, Paul goes, so, uh, so it is with Christ's body that we're many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. Verse 6. 
In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, we'll speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Verse 7, in, in your gift, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. Verse 8, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. We'll stop right there. Paul, Paul's writing, and here, here's what Paul says. Paul goes, um, so first of all, I want you to offer your life as a living sacrifice to God. And, and this is what he says. He goes, it's actually just kind of your reasonable service. Like if, if the restaurant were to bring you your food and then they asked you to pay, that would be reasonable, right? Because you, you can't expect a free meal. The Bible goes, Jesus has given us everything. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that we could have life eternally that we could have life to the full here on earth. And Paul goes, everything Jesus has done, it's reasonable for you to give him your whole life. And then Paul says this, don't imitate or copy the world. Just let's be honest real quick. Show of hands. I'm going to put both my hands up. Have you ever copied or imitated someone because you wanted to fit in or be accepted? Like that, that's like all of us. The Bible goes, but don't copy and imitate the world, but rather let God change you and transform you. Now, Paul's kind of getting somewhere. He goes, so just like give your whole life to God and don't copy the world. And then I love it. He, he kind of fills in the gap and he goes, oh, and by the way, don't think you're better than you really are. You, you know what I, what I think he's really thinking, talking about? I, I think he's talking about our, our tendency to think things don't apply to us. Have you ever had, a, had someone give you a rule before and you're like, that doesn't apply to me? You know what I mean? Like, ah, that's, I appreciate it, bro, but I'm kind of like, I'm better than that. That doesn't apply. But Paul goes, don't, don't think about yourself like you're better than you really are. And then, then he gets into this part. He says, here's what I want you to see. Um, we, are, we are the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. And Paul says, just like your body, your fingers, your toes, your eyes, your ears, your belly buttons, kind of, just like it all has a different function, every single one of us have a different function. Did you know that God created you the way he created you on purpose, with a purpose? The, 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 the personality you have, the gifts, the talents, the interests you have, did you know you're actually in the family God puts you in for a reason? That you actually live in South Carolina or North Carolina for a reason. The Bible goes in Jeremiah chapter one that um, God, he, before you were in your mom's womb, he knew you and he set you right where you are. And he put a purpose and a plan on your life. We, we are one body, yet we all have different functions. And Paul goes, here's what, here's what I'm asking you to do. Everyone should do their part. Someone say, do your part. Do your part. I'm going to give you this, this title tonight for taking notes, which I encourage you to take notes. Come on, be someone at church that brings your Bible, brings your notes. Title of the sermon tonight is simply this, my church, my vision, my mission. We're going to write that in your notes. My church, my vision, my mission. This is the deal that I'm going to make you. I'm going to make you a deal right now. I will not ask you to repeat a single thing the rest of the night if you can just proudly, loudly just declare these things. Someone say, my church, my 
My vision. My vision. My mission. I don't know if you know this, um, but I'm kind of like a professional surfer. I don't know. Like, why are you laughing, dude? Why are you laughing, Isaiah? Bro, I shred waves. I hang. No, I, I really don't. I suck at surfing. Um, but uh, I just got back from vacation. We spent two weeks in Florida. It was awesome. It's kind of our new, it's our new summer rhythm that we take the, the last two weeks of the summer and we go to Florida uh, where my wife's family lives and we spend time with them. We just have family time. It's an awesome vacation. But this summer, uh, my daughter Evelyn really wanted to learn how to surf. And so we found a surf camp, which how embarrassing is this? Uh, the guy at the surf shop, like, yeah, bro, it's all ages. And so your pastor, 34-year-old Brandon Deerman, um, I signed up for surf camp, and I promise you there was not a single person over the age of eight years old, except for me. And so, like, like you start the class, and, like, the instructors get everyone together in a circle, and we're, like, doing, like, stretches and warm-ups, and I'm out there with, like, you know, 15, eight-year-olds, like, touch your toes, Brandon. It was uber embarrassing. Um, but we, 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 we had an awesome time. But uh, we went two days, and the two days that we went, we got there early. And uh, we got there early, and, like, they're kind of still setting stuff up. And so I started asking, like, hey, do you need help? What, what, what do you, yeah, do you, do you need help? What do you, what do you mean? Like, yeah, do you need help? Like, help with what you're doing. Oh, um, no, man, like, we're, we're totally good. So I'm kind of watching. I'm like, hey, no, but seriously, like, could, could I help you set up the tent? N- no, like, we're, we're fine. Hey, but could I help you set up the chairs? No, like, seriously, man, like, we, like we're, we're good. All right, I'm kind of watching. Hey, can, can I help you, like, move the coolers to where they're supposed to go? Can, can I, and, and I just kept on asking, can I help? And finally, one of the instructors, they go, hey, you don't have to do anything. You don't work here. And I don't know if they were just annoyed with me or they were confused, but I'm like, no, 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 no. If I'm here, I want to help. If I'm here, I want to serve. There's a lot to do. I have the ability to help. I want to help. And still they were like, "Now nah, we're good, man. Just go sit in the sand with all the eight-year-olds and color a pretty picture for us. Um, you know, but, but it, it wasn't surprising to me, though, that, that they didn't want help or they were kind of like, ah, no, no, it's, it's fine. Why are you asking? Because that's kind of the culture we live in, is it not? Um, Let let me maybe elaborate. The culture we live in is that we don't really want to have to do anything if it's not our job. Like, have you ever said this before? That's not my job. You ever said that before? Uh, Someone shook their head, no, I don't believe you. Um, Have you ever said not my responsibility? Uh, How many of you by show of hands, you've ever said not my problem? Like it's, it's like, that's that the world we live in is like, bro, not my problem, not my responsibility. That's not my job. I don't get paid to do that. But, but as Christians, we, we should actually realize that while that may be the culture we live in, that's not who Jesus is. The Bible says Jesus did not come to be served, but he came to serve. Jesus didn't come to be served. Jesus came to serve. And I think the problem with a lot of us, I think the problem with church in general sometimes is that we allow the mentality of the culture to get into us, and we start thinking about this thing we call church, like, it's not my job. It's not my problem. That's, I, I, I don't get paid. I literally had someone write me an email one time because I asked them to volunteer, or we, we, my wife asked them to volunteer, and they're like, hey, we just want to let you know that's not our job. That's your job. 
you get paid to do that. Don't ask us to. But, but, it, but it's kind of the culture we live in, right? We, 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 if we're not careful, we can take on that mentality. It's not my responsibility. It's not my job. But what the Bible tells us, Romans chapter 12, is Paul goes, no, 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 we are the body of Christ. Let me, let me ask you a question. And I'm not breaking my promise because I'm not having you repeat after me. I'm asking a question, okay? Um, what do you think the goal here is? Anybody can answer. What do you think the goal is? Come on, somebody. Isaac. To glorify Christ. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a good answer. Someone, what do you think the goal of what, of what we're called to do is? Someone. Anyone. Yeah, Nick. To bring people closer to God. Yeah, okay. Anybody else? Goal? Thoughts? Juliana. To spread the word of God, Caitlin. To show people the real truth. Yeah, all, all awesome answers. The Bible says this in 2 Timothy, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse, verse 3 through 6. Listen to this. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 through 6 should be on the screen. Uh, it says this, this is good and pleases God our Savior. Verse 4, who wants everyone, someone say everyone, who wants everyone everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. For there's one God, one mediator. Well, that was really fast. Who wants everyone to understand the truth. Verse five, for there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man, Jesus Christ. Verse six, he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. Paul writes and says, there's one God. Someone say, uh, uh, breaking my promise. Nobody say, break, no, no one say it. Um, the, the, the Bible goes, there's one God and there is one Savior. The only way to God is through the person of Jesus and faith in him. And the Bible says God's desire, his will is for everyone to be saved. I say, Brandon, but what does that have to do with me? It has everything to do with you because this is my church. This is my vision. This is my mission. See, we got to get that in our hearts to realize this is not Pastor Gill's church. This is not Pastor Gill's vision and mission. This isn't Pastor Brandon's church. This isn't my vision. It's not my mission. This is our church. This is our mission. This is our vision. This belongs to us. Let me give you three thoughts tonight. Number one, write this in your notes if you're taking notes, but you got to realize that the vision and the mission, it's ours. It's not mine. It's not just yours. It's our mission. It's our vision. Bible says this in Matthew 8, uh, 28 verse 18. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says this. He says in Matthew chapter 28 verse 18, 19 and 20 on the screen momentarily. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, he says, and teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I, I, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Who, who was Jesus talking to? He wasn't talking to an individual. Did you know that? That when Jesus left, he didn't go, all right, man, well, I guess, guess you're kind of the best we got, Peter. So 
here you go, just take, like, just run with it, bro, because I got it. No, he, he gave it to the church. The ch- church is, is a word that just means the gathering together of believers. He gave it to the gathering of believers. He said, hey, here, here's my mission. Here's my vision. And now it's our mission. It's our vision. And the mission and the vision, it is to reach people to see people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus and then to see them grow in relationship with him. And can I tell you, it doesn't doesn't belong to me. It belongs to us. What would happen if you got that in your heart, that you start thinking about church, you start thinking about reaching people, you start thinking about LYC, not in terms of something you attend, but something you own. What, what, what if you thought about this not as something that you came to occasionally, but something that you actually had responsibility within? Number two, write this down if you're taking notes. I want you to catch this, that you, you gotta start realizing that I have a part to play and my part is valuable. Do you know why you have responsibility in this? Because you're a part of the body. Like it's, it's no bueno, a Spanish by the way, in case you didn't know is no bueno. People go to doctors when parts of their body stop working. Well, like, like, what if my hand one day was just like, you know, it's not my responsibility. It's your body, bro. It's your life. I'm not. No, that, that wouldn't work. Every part of my body, while it has a different function, it has responsibility to help move forward whatever my my body needs to do. Can I tell you the reason you have responsibility, the reason you have ownership is because you have a part to play and your part matters. Like take take 10 seconds real quick. Do this real quick. 10 10 seconds, all eyes up here. Think Think for a second. What is the gift or the talent God has given you? What is it God's given you? God's given you something. The Bible says all of us, we are holding something. What's the gift? What's the talent? What's the thing that you have that, that is valuable and adds value? Now think about this. Who is it that you have influence with? It might only be one person, but you have influence. Who, who is it that you have the ability to encourage and love? What, what is it that you're passionate about? What's the passion that you have? All of that, can I tell you, is God-given. God's given you the passions you have. God has, has given you the, the, the interest, the gifts, the abilities. God's placed you within circles of friends and given you the influence of why? Because he wants to use you and use it to build his church and to reach people. You have a part to play and your part is valuable. And last point, point number three, this is the one I want to spend a little bit of time on tonight, but it's simply this. You got to get this in your heart that I have to receive and walk in it by faith. You got to receive it and walk in it by faith. Brandon, what do you mean? Let me, let me elaborate. You got to realize the value that you hold is not determined by a title, a position, or a role that you have. The value that you have is defined by who God has called you to be and what God has given you. The value you hold is God-given and divinely determined. We have to see ourselves as significant, 
having a part to play. And first and foremost, we receive this by faith. We receive who God says we are by faith. We receive the fact that we're valuable by faith. We receive the fact that I have something to give by faith. And then we start walking in it and doing it by faith. Do you know who I think is the greatest example of all time of this? I really do. I think she's the greatest example of all time. I know it's uh, August, it's not Christmas, but the mother of Jesus, Mary. I think Mary, Mary's the greatest example. And I'll tell you why. Because to me, Mary's calling or what God used Mary to do is the most ridiculous thing in the Bible. And if I'm Mary, it's the most unbelievable thing if, if I'm hearing it for the first time. You, you all know the Christmas story, don't you? In case you don't, let me just re rehash it for you. Mary is an average, ordinary teenage girl. If you're a girl, put your hand up. You could be Mary. Just kidding. Um, but, but Mary is an ordinary, average teenage girl. She's from a not very important, significant, like, family. She's not super, like, spectacular in any way. Um, she doesn't have, like, this influence or status. And, and she's just, like, minding her own business. And God shows up. The angel of the Lord shows up and says, Mary, um, you have found favor with God. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to give birth to the Son of God. Um, but I'm not married. Like, ha, I'm, like, I don't want to like get into the birds and the bees, but that's impossible because I've never, and I promise that I'm, I'm keeping it holy. I'm keeping it pure. And, and the Holy, the Holy Spirit goes, yeah, the power of God's going to come upon you. And the child that's, that's within you is going to be the son of God. It's going to be fully human, yet fully God. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 38, Kimberly, you can come and play if you want. Uh, Luke 1, 38, listen to what Mary says. Listen to her response. Mary, Mary says this, Luke 1, 38. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you said about me come true. Then the angel left her. Let me read it to you real quick from the NKJV. Luke chapter 1, verse 38. In the NKJV, New King James Version, Mary says this. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Do you know what Mary's response was to this supernatural invitation, this supernatural declaration that, Mary, you're going to do something significant for God. Her response wasn't, well, I don't, I don't think so. I'm, I'm not qualified. Her response was, all right, Lord, I believe you. I trust you. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't think that I'm qualified. I don't know why in the world you would choose me, but let it be according to your word. God, if that's what you're saying about me, I believe it, I receive it, and I will walk in that. Can, can, can I give you, as we close, kind of like a, a weird metaphor, example, like connection that I think is significant, but I just think it's kind of weird to talk about. Um, I think every single one of us, I think we, we in a way, we are Mary. What, what do you mean we are Mary? Well, think about this for a second. Mary carried in, in, in her belly 
Someone say belly. I already broke my promise, so I can do it. Someone say belly. Mary carried in her, in her belly the Savior of all humanity. Is that inside or outside? Inside. Okay, so she, in her belly, she carried and she gave birth from the inside, from inside to out, she gave birth to the Savior of the world. Can I ask you a question? Where is the revelation, the understanding, the reality of God live in us? It's here, it's inside. You know, God's asking every one of us to do in our own unique way to, to bring from what's in here to out there, Jesus. We are carriers of Jesus. We're not carrying him physically, that's weird, but we are carriers of the good news. We're carriers of God's love. We're carriers of something significant. And God has given every single one of us unique talent and gift grace and ability to take what he's given us, what's in here, and to bring it to the world that we, we've been called to. My mission, my vision, my church. I, I want for us this year, as we start a brand new year, I want for us this year, I want for us to live with, with that mentality. Man, LYC, that's not Brandon's thing. That's not Sebastian and Ari's thing. That's not Kimberly's thing. That's LYC. That's my thing. God, this is the church you've called. It's my church. This is my mission. This is my, it's my mission, God, to be a part of a community that is reaching people with the love and the life of Jesus. How, how do I do that? I do that by fully leaning in. I do that by fully investing. I do that by saying, all right, I'm all in. How can I serve? Pastor Brandon, how can, here's the talent I have. Here's the gift. How can I use what God's given me to build? How can I use what God's given me to reach people? I'm telling you, you have a part to play and it's significant. And the starting place is you tonight in faith. Between you and God, saying, all right, God, I don't fully know what that means. I don't fully know what I'm saying yes to, but I'm saying yes. Like, just and forgive me, we're, we're gonna close right here. But think about the complexity of what God asked Mary to do. Hey Mary, the Holy Spirit's gonna overshadow you and you're gonna get pregnant. How's that even work? Is it gonna hurt? Like what, what is, is my belly gonna get huge like in five seconds or not? Like what's gonna happen? Yeah, Mary, it's going to be really awkward and really complex because you're going to have to talk to Joseph about it and he's going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm so sure. What's his name? God, yeah, right. And I'm, I'm like, it's going to be a mess. And like socially, it's going to be crazy because um, like people are going to talk. And, and like Mary was saying yes to something she didn't fully understand. The complexity of it, she didn't fully get. But here's Mary. Wow. God, you... You want to use me? God, you're asking me to, to be a part of your plan. And I love her response. She goes, okay, let it be, God, according to your word. God, whatever you say, okay, I believe it. You, you know what your response is just personally? It's not just saying this. God, all right, I'm significant. 
I don't feel very significant. I'm incredibly valuable. I don't feel very valuable. I have something in me to give. I don't feel like I have anything. I have gift and talent and ability. God, I feel like I'm the most talentless, giftless person in the world. God, you could actually use me to build your church. I don't, I don't think so. But whatever you say, God, if you said it, I believe it. What if we just simply go to our God? I don't know what it means. Whatever you say, I believe it. Mary goes, all right, God, let it be according to your word. And the Bible says that the angel of the Lord departed and all of a sudden something went into motion. I think something goes into motion when we just go, God, use me. I don't feel significant. I don't feel valuable. I don't feel like I'm super great at anything, but God, you say that I am. So I believe you. And by faith, I'm just saying yes. Yes to what? I don't really know. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.